Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals, or as I guess I've been saying it wrong the whole time, believe in Cardinals, I like to say in the, because I'm just that way. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show. Coming from, of course, the Phoenix metropolitan area, I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who played not only professional baseball, he could he could steal a base or two, and, and he could definitely lock in and send one over the fences. Uh, he also played in the, in the National Football League in that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. I am speaking about none other than Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? 14 for 17, one year, stolen bases. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I used to get it in. I used to get that sneak attack in on that. They used to see, uh, see that 225, 230 sitting over there at first base. Think I wasn't going to go. I low, low him to sleep, boy. And there I go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. He will. When you, when you were still, he will. When, he, when you were still a base, would you hold it up above your head like, uh, like, Ricky, like Ricky Henderson and uh, talking to third person? What Ed's going to do is, Ed says, Ed's really happy about. <laughs> but uh, this is Ed's favorite time of the year, and millions of other people feel the same way as we now, as we record this. The first game of the season is already out of the way, but uh, this is week one of the, of the NFL season, and so we're hope. For some springs eternal and others, uh, you know, there's reality that sets in. And then there's also the the overreaction and all that good stuff. So, of course, we talk about the Phoenix uh, Cardinals, the Phoenix, the, in the Phoenix area, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals. A few things I want to talk about, the, the who's going to start week one for the Cardinals. Uh, I want to talk about the the naming of a player who's injured naming naming of a uh, player who's injured as a captain and then also the the Caleb the Caleb Williams uh, GQ article as he depending on how who you believe the the Cardinals might be looking to if they end up getting that number one uh, pick whether from the Texans or from themselves to be able to uh, from their own lack of performance to to maybe take uh, Caleb Williams if he comes out into the draft and so talk about that a little bit and then of course the matchup with the commanders as the Cardinals are going to the East Coast, they're going to be taking on the Commanders and just some thoughts about, you know, offense and and just uh and, and just how do you think this game is going to shake out? So let's start, of course, with the with the QB. Who's going to start a QB? Oftentimes coaches like to have that stealth mentality. They they want to keep everything close to the vest. You're a new coach, you don't know. You're you think that this is the best way to go about it, but I don't think that Jonathan Gannon really realizes that um both those quarterbacks are not to be feared. Um, where when you're talking about the trying mm-hmm. to to have the options of either Clayton Toon, who's the rookie out of uh, out of Houston and drafted in the uh, what is it the fifth round I believe, and then also Joshua Dobbs, who's been in the league since what 2017, if I'm not mistaken, and has taken in last year where where the most amount of snaps that he had in his entire season. Uh, what who do you think is going to start and and why this why this uh this 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 game of sorts when, when we're trying to talk about that. Well, I think they made the announcement yesterday that Dobbs is going to be the starting. Okay, so did because I saw it come across yeah. that he actually made the announcement because it keeps getting leaked out or rumored. So, okay, so if that is the case, then what do you think about Joshua Dobbs starting? I think it's asinine to be honest with you, bro. You got to remember this guy. Although he was around Petting last year, right? With yeah. Cleveland. Yep. He's been here less than two weeks. Two weeks to mm. grasp this offense, and that, bro, they're gonna be dudes that he's gonna be looking and talking about. Hey, number twenty-five or number, he's not even gonna know names to to a certain degree. 
you know, and you're going to have him run your offense. And the same goes for Toon. I mean, he's a rookie whose head is probably swimming. Swimming. We mm. saw him out there doing the uh, preseason, looking like a rookie in the preseason. So let alone now, they're going to start game planning and scheming against you, and the number ones are going to be coming after you, and you're going to have a quarterback who has a total of two starts uh, under his belt, backed up by a dude that has zero starts under his belt. So if this isn't the epitome of I'm not going to say the T word, mm. but if this isn't the epitome of wanting to be bad and going to be bad, I don't mm. know what it is, Jay. This I, I've never seen anything like this in terms of you had a veteran here, or why not go scour the um, the waiver wire for a veteran quarterback or somebody who's had a few starts under his belt. There are so many other options out there besides, and you know, all respect to Joshua Dobbs and Toon. I, I just got to get Toon's first name. What, Clayton. Clayton Toon? Clayton. Clayton, Clayton, Clayton man. Clayton. Yeah. Mama called him Clayton. I'm going to call him Clayton. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is, this is going to look, in my opinion, as bad as it, it is, is being built up to be. Because, you know, we have no experience. This is, you know, uh, Colt McCoy wasn't the best quarterback out there. But if you're trying to win games or at least be respectable as an organization, yeah. you either keep or go find a, a valid uh, veteran, if nothing else, just to help these young kids in the room. Can you, Jay, can you imagine, you know, you luck up and you get a job in quantum physics, Right. Right. And you're in this room trying to figure it out by yourself. Hey, here's a manual. Go, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. Figure it out. Without another quantum physics guy in the room with you to help you decipher, you know, this is how you study. This is what you're looking for. When they throw this at you, this is what they're, you know, you can anticipate this. There's going to be none of that. There's going to be no other dude in the room with them to help these young kids out. And, you know, Dobbs has been around for a couple to a few years. He's not a starter, though. I mean, this is going to be a calamity of errors. And, it, it you know, I, do you feel bad for Gannon and Petsing as, you know, this is their mess that they're going to have to, you know, put together and put out there? And I can, all, you know, might as well get ready. And here, once again, you have to go play the games. Mm-hmm. So maybe, just maybe. We just watched the game last night where everybody thought, Detroit was going to get their butts whipped, and they come out. And- now, 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 uh, now, Kansas City's about to go on seventeen, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and Mahomes is done. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, as far as this, we we are only we can only talk about it to a certain point, Jake. Now we're going to get to be about it yeah. for the next seventeen, eighteen weeks with a bye week mixed in there. We are going to get an opportunity to stop prognosticating to what we think the Cardinals are going to look like, Mm -hmm. we're actually going to get a chance to see it. So the the long wait is over. This offseason of despair, you know, we knew we weren't going to have our starting franchise quarterback to start out with. They've been putting this roster together. We've been, you know, hee-haw, you know, it's been just all over the place. What what are they trying to do? Are they trying to tee? Are they the, you know, now we get the chance, just like everybody else, to stop trying to figure it out, we're going to get a chance to actually watch it on Sunday. 
these Cardinals go over to Washington, and we're going to get a chance to see what they actually look like. Yeah. So come Sunday when we do our show and then it gets laid out, yeah, my 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 fear is that you and I are going to get lost in the weeds, bro. Because as bad as it might be, mm-hmm. nobody's going to want to hear about this mess for a while. So we're going to have to get real creative in how we present this because it All could right. get pretty bad moving forward. All right, I'll try to get my marketing brain going. It, but is there any chance? So when you think of there, the the history of the NFL is is littered with. It's sprinkled with with tales of quarterbacks that were backups that saw some success as a starter. Could the, could Joshua could it, is it possible that Joshua Dobbs could be that guy with with because I would imagine before they end up maybe pulling the plug, especially if they if they start winning, I think they they would pull the plug on them for some unforeseen reason and throw Clayton mm-hmm. Tune in there so that they can make sure to stay in contention in contention for the for for that uh, for that top draft pick. But isn't it is it possible that that he could? That he could fare well enough to to go from being um his his scouting report reading backup to being possible starter bridge quarterback. I mean, is it possible? Anything's possible. You and I are American <laughs> citizens, right? We we it's possible you and I could have been the president of the United States. Yeah, you know, yeah. anything is possible. I don't think I ever got anywhere close to being in that realm, and neither have you. Anything yeah. is possible, but you know we, we our mantra we yes we can right yes yes we is. can that is and my my mantra is yes we can be just that bad <laughs> yes we can possibly oh, win a couple man. games this year we will see so let's we'll, we'll we'll put out our mantra as we go along through the season it'll be it'll start out with yes we can dot 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 that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> All right. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. You mentioned that uh, in terms of, yes, we can. Yes, we can expect to see Kyler Murray hit the field, according to head coach Jonathan Gannon. And that's what he, uh, from uh, according to uh, some uh, words that he had, an exchange that he had with, uh, with Cards Wire, he mentioned that he does expect him to play at some point. So that's cool, some point, and we can get into all the machinations of that. What does that mean for the team? What will the team be at uh, record-wise when he comes back? All of that. But when the last week the captains were named, um, you know, Humphrey's a captain, Buda Baker a captain, a couple of the linebackers uh, captains. But one name that stuck out to me was Kyler Murray. And not because he's Kyler Murray, but because he is injured. He is on the physically unable to perform list. He's still coming back from that, from that knee injury, from that, from, from that ACL. So what, how, what does that say to you? on the outside looking in that he was named captain and how, 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 how often does something like this happen? Never. This is all for show, bro. Here, here's the thing about naming, naming captain in one. And, and I don't take it lightly when, you know, I was never named the captain. You know, I was able to go out a couple of times for coin tosses and stuff like that, but yeah. you know, special games. When you start naming captains and putting a C on the chest, that is something that's for real. And the, the problem I have with this, with them naming him a captain is he's going to be on for the next four weeks. And this is because he's on the puck. He's going to be on an entirely different schedule than his comrades and the dudes he's playing with. He's got this C on his chest, right? They're not going to see him. 
his schedule might be, and I don't know how the Cardinals do their rehab, but guys who are on the pup or start the year on the IR and stuff like that, they they might be on a schedule where we got to be in early, meaning the team, we got to be in early for meetings. Like, you know, you got to get in, you got to get your weights in on certain days, and then first meeting is at this time, 7 o'clock, 7 to whatever it is, and then you go through your meetings, first walk through, uh, you know, back up to lunch, meetings, and you go out for the practice, you know, so they got Kyler Murray's schedule might be in at 8 o'clock, I do my rehab, and this is wild, you know, and obviously he's months into it, so maybe it's ramping up a little bit, but I've seen guys, especially with these knees and stuff, they come walking in with a sandwich, you know, you know, sit at the locker, have their little food, then they go do their rehab. And then when they're done, they're done, bro. They leave the facility because their day is done. Yeah. Are they going to hold him accountable where, okay, you are a franchise quarterback, even though you're on pup? You know, are you going to be in these meetings every day with us, game planning and doing this and preparing for Washington, preparing for week two? If he's a captain, he should be there from the start of the day to the end of the day going through it. he Like I said, he might be on a schedule where he's done at noon, 1 o'clock. You know, he might be on his way home to, to – because what's he studying for? He's not studying to get him get the playbook to get on the field this week, even for a month, possibly longer than that, depending on where he's at in the rehab. Right. And then, you know, you get to a point in the season, Jay, let's say they're 0-5, 0-4, 0-4, whatever it is, creeping toward, oh, you know, 1-5. Eight in after the first half of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Are they really going to bring him back with with no offensive line if they're just that bad, you know? And they are, if their ultimate goal is to do this. Are they really going to bring him back? This, you know, your franchise quarterback to get behind this with no weapons, you know? Or are we just, hey, we're you know, we're, he's still not ready, and we're just going to hold off, and so he's going to hold that captain's. See on his chest all the way through the season. This is speculation. I'm, you know, obviously, but I'm just talking looking ahead. Right. For me, the fact that he is not out there on the field right now, there's no way you can put a C on his chest. And oh, he's doing everything we want him to do as our franchise quarterback. What's he doing? What have you seen him do so far? Yeah, I understand the offense. Okay. Well, I'll see you guys later. Go home and play some, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto or some Halo or whatever it is I play, you know. I'm I'm so over this until we actually get him on the field or get speculation. Kyler's getting close. You know, we're gonna until I hear any of that, bro, the C on his chest doesn't mean anything to me. All right. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about a, a gentleman that in the future may have a C on his chest for the uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. Talking about one Caleb Williams. He is the currently the starting quarterback uh, uh, one time uh, Heisman Trophy winner for the USC Trojans. And so he was uh, in a in a GQ article and I've been seeing him in a he has a Wendy's, a national Wendy's commercial, him along with uh, uh, Matt Leinart. But so he was, his dad was quoted in the article as saying that they're, they're not so sure that he's going to be coming out this year at the end of this year. And the reason being is that, and, the, uh, and I agree with the, the premise of what he's saying though, is that essentially the, 
when you come out in the draft, you don't get a chance to, to go where you want to go. All this time, any player has been able to essentially choose where he's gone. Okay, I want to go to this high school. Cool, that's the high school we go to. We want to go to this college. That's the, high, that's the college you go to, et cetera, et cetera. And now that choice or that option is is now being taken away once you enter the draft, unless you – he said it would be better if he just went undrafted so that he could choose where he wants to go because it really comes down to the organization that you go with that can either make or break your career in a lot of ways. And that in, in, in the, especially here as it pertains to, to Phoenix is that in the Phoenix or, or the Arizona Cardinals is that this organization doesn't necessarily have the best track record, especially over the last five years or so of having the greatest culture or making the greatest decisions. Your thoughts on, on the comments from that Caleb Williams GQ article and what it means to the Cardinals. And then I guess if you zoom out a little bit, what do, what do you think that, what are your thoughts when it comes to the draft? Do you feel the same way or do you, do you feel that the draft is fine the structure the way that it is? Well, I, the one thing we haven't heard yet is the comments from coming directly out of Caleb Williams mouth. That's mm-hmm. his dad talking uh, I've always been, I've always leaned toward, you know, mom, dad, you've helped me get to this point, and thank God, you know, you've been in my corner the whole way through. And I, I don't need my mom and dad doing GQ articles, though. I don't need them speaking for me unless if this is what he's told them and they're all in agreement, then so be it. You know, he's, you know, at some point he's going to have to speak for himself or answer to those quotes by his dad. I'd rather be the one making the quotes myself if I'm going to have to answer to them. Uh, the draft has been around since the, the, you know, we've both been going to church lately, bro. You know, and we talked about how from the inception we had Adam and Eve out there in the, in the garden. Yeah. I mean, that's just been the way it's been done as far as this draft. You know, I, my thing is this, he's got a lot of talent. What has he done to this point though? Yeah. I have not seen him in any national championship games. They keep mm-hmm. talking about his talent. We'll see what he does this year. Yeah. When you can start making demands like he's if he if this is what he's making, you know, I need to see more from you, I guess, more accomplishment. I'll throw a couple of folks at you. Just in the, and I, I agree with you on that because it's I think it's a it, it is that gray area though, but when you think of let's say an Eli Manning whose dad yeah. came out and said he's not playing for no San Diego. We we want him to go somewhere else. And so he goes to the Giants and ends up winning a couple of a couple of um, uh, Super Bowl trophies. Uh, then you have the most classic one is the John Elway, where he says, I'm not going to play for no for no Colts. I'm not playing for no Colts. And then he ends up going, and this is I mean, this is a decade later that he ends up winning a championship for uh for for the Broncos. But so there it's a small sample size, but there are those in, in they had never won any national championships as well to be able to give them the cachet or the leverage to say, this is what I, this is what I ain't going to do, dog. What do you think about that? I totally agree with you. The names you tossed out there, the one like with LA, he obviously he had baseball as well, though. This is true. This is true. Backup thing. And then you yeah. talk about Manning, you know, the name Manning, you know, they, they carry weight. His brother been in the league and, you know, they, you look what they've done, even with their, with Arch Manning, you know, they're, they're at a different level. I, I, and I don't take anything away from Caleb. If this is how you want to roll, I, you know, my thing is be careful what you're trying to do because the, the leverage that you think you have, I know he's got NIL money and stuff like that. And Hey, I yeah. want to come out now. So you, you stunt your growth a year as far as getting to the professional level. 
And then what happens? You come back and the Cardinals are just as bad the following year, and you're still staring them in the eye. What are you going to do? You're going to go play in the CFL or something like that? Yeah. I mean, at some point, yeah. and you know, the fact, you know, I just be careful, you know, what stance you're trying to take. I, this is the yeah. draft has been around, like I said, this is how they do it. If they're ever going to come up with a different way to do it, and your stance forces them to, you know, all hail Caleb. But I don't think, you know, if you decide not to come out, the, whoever's going to be waiting. Here's the thing if it's not the Cardinals, it's going to be whoever is else is the worst team yeah. in that position next year. It's not yeah. like next year something's going to change. So instead of going to the Cardinals, you go to XYZ bad team. It's not one of those situations, and this is, I know it's switching sports, but the Lakers, when the Lakers drafted Magic Johnson and when they drafted James Worthy, they weren't the worst teams in the league. They weren't one of the worst teams in the league, and so they had pulled off a trade to be able to make that happen, so he ended up going mm-hmm. to a team that was already good. You just happened to be the number one pick, and the same yeah. thing kind of happened with, with Larry Bird when he when he came out as well. So it, it's it, so there's yeah there's a lot of uh, validity to what you're saying there, so it's something to keep an eye on. That. It's going to, you know, it's, we're going to be the epicenter here, the football in the, in the professional football world for at least the next year for different reasons, not necessarily for, for winning, but for lack of, yeah. yes, for all the wrong reasons. So let's get to some of these the, the right reasons for this for this upcoming week one, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are, are going to uh, play the, the Commanders. Speaking of Magic Johnson, who was one of the owners of that group, so that maybe they'll become one of my favorite teams. I doubt it. But So let's get into a couple of things that come to mind with this. The first thing that comes to mind is where will the Cardinals offense come from? We know that Joshua Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback. There, uh, you know, the, the, the Connor is going to be in terms of uh, the, the starting running back. Mark Marquise, cause you don't like to say Hollywood. <laughs> he's, I'm, I'm named Marquise. I'm Marquise. <laughs> he's going to be, uh, he, he's, He's on the injury report right now, so he's kind of he's not necessarily guaranteed to to start this week. Where's his offense coming from? To the I think the 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 Commanders are favored my are favored by seven, and the over under for points is thirty eight. So where where would the offense come from from the Arizona Cardinals this week? I have no idea. I, you know, you know how I am about all, <laughs> all sorts up front, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we offensive line. In my opinion, is going to struggle. I, you know, it's a, <clears throat> for me. We'll have a rookie matchup. on that offensive line too. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be trial by fire for this offensive line for our quarterback making the getting. Here's the thing: what people don't, what fans don't understand. Well, you know, he'll grow. You know, you got a young quarterback. All he's got to get out there is just run the plays. You know? No, you're in charge of so much, and you're putting yeah. so much on the quarterback. You got to go to the line. You got to identify the fronts. Are we in the right play? Because we've got a run play called and they're in this run stopping defense with what you think they're going to do. We don't have any threats on the outside. We don't have a great running game. They're going to stack the box. So he's going to be looking at eight, nine in the box, forcing him to get into the right protections for one, you know, not just get out of a play, but now you got to, and all this is happening within 30 seconds or so. So you got to get out of this play. Get him into the right play, then get the protection with an offensive line that is skeptical at that, yeah. you know. And then, and all this craziness going on, you got to read. Then the snap of the ball, you got to read the what happens after the snap of the ball, and and it's all going to be it's going to be wash, rinse, repeat for an afternoon of football. 
and you're asking me where the offense is going to come. And I know you got another question. I can't wait to answer as well. Yeah. I'll let you get into that one. But where is the offense going to come, bro? I have no idea. I don't think they know where it's going to come from. And what's interesting, and you mentioned this, and, and again, I know it's on high school when I'm talking about this, but I was at my son's football game last, last Friday, sitting under the Friday Night Lights. And my son's squad, they his quarterback had – he was doing just little three step drops, and by the time he was in step two, they was already on his behind. And if you and if you can't, and then what happens is as the game progresses, you stop looking for the people running the routes. You just already knowing somebody's going to be in your lap, so I got to run now, or I got to start to at least get into that fetal position because they already coming to get me, and that mm-hmm. starts to eat away at you. And that's just after a quarter, a quarter and a half. I mean, a half or three quarters. You do that for three or four games. Man, you man, I ain't tripping on somebody's depth. I'm trying to throw it. I'm, a, I'm, a, I know it was a five step drop. I'm throwing it like it was a three because I, I, I just can't do it right now. Let, you know what we always talk about here, Jay. Let's let's make sure, and I think we have a new coordinator and everything like that. Let's let's be balanced. Let's, yes, you know, yes. This is, this is if ever there was an offense, let's revert to uh, throwing the ball. Now, this might be a game where Dobbs throws the ball 15 times. And you mm. run it 35, 40 times. That should mm. be what they do. If you if at the end of this Sunday we look and Dobbs has dropped back 40 times, and I know you might be fighting to try to get come back from deficit or whatever, but no, the, uh, the right out the box, this should be ground and pound. Let's see how much we can take off his shoulder. Let's make them stop the run yeah. and throw it when we have to. And if if ever I saw a game with dude has been in office for two less than two weeks, just got here. This would be a game where at the end of it, if he's twelve for twenty, I think mm. that's a good that's a good game plan. If he's out there throwing the ball all over the place, man, I wish I could have picked up Washington's defense for one of my fantasy teams. Because this might be one of those You are you such know, a hater. Even though Washington's not a good defense overall, this might be the game that you pick them to to shine, you know, but yeah, where's the offense will come from, Jay? I don't. Know. What will you be looking for from the coaches for the Arizona Cardinals? This is there. This is Jonathan Gannon. This is you know where you got Petzing. He, all of these court, all of these these coaches that are the head of their their um their position group. I mean their their uh, you know offense, defense, special teams. This is their first time being in that particular role at this particular juncture of their careers. What are you expecting from the coaches from the Arizona Cardinals? What I I hope to see, Jay, is calm. Mm. Even though though the house might be burning down around us, and it looks like I want everybody calm the F down. Just, you know, don't, don't, I don't need everybody over there, you know, frantically trying to fear. No, hey, this is going to, I want to see those guys. And it's the first opportunities. And I can only imagine. I've been, you know, I did a little coaching at one point before my back went out years and years ago uh, with Coach D over at the Phoenix College. And I remember that first time up in the booth. And I'd never been there before. And I was, you know, this is just at a JUCO level. I'm just like, oh, my God, you know. And I can only imagine how, you know, tense it's going to be for this group. Gannon, you know, to have these guys, hopefully they're prepared. When things are going crazy around them, calm. Let's have a game plan. The game plan should be let's try to make things as simple as possible. If we get out there and all of a sudden, you know, like I said, they want to drop back 35, 40 times, that, that lets me know that they did. They're not 
they're not thinking right. This would mm. be as simple as possible. Uh, we're, we're not, we're, our roster is not built that we can go out there and even just match up with a Washington team. We're talking about a Washington team that's not expected to even be much in their division, but they might look like world beaters because they're playing against what we're going to be throwing out there. And like I said, I hope they prove, prove us wrong. And now, once we see it, then we can objectively say now we'll have a better idea next week. I'm just going off of what I'm thinking yeah. it might look like, and it's not going to look good. So, coach and staff, I hope they're calm. Uh, they're, oh, hey, we're not burning our timeouts, all three of them in the first quarter. <laughs> uh, you know, flashbacks. You, you flashbacks. Know, time, you know, off. You know, this it it could look bad. I hope everybody just stays calm, bro. And here's to I'll add one thing, uh one thing to what you're saying there. It's not just staying calm and maybe not exploding on your team, but it's also the look on your face too. Because your eyes tell the story. So oftentimes Cliff would be calm on the sidelines. I mean his demeanor, he wasn't jumping around, but if you looked at his eyes, he was it was a deer in the headlights oftentimes. So you have to, even if you are thinking, I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now, what am I supposed to do? You better have because that because the camera will catch it, the the photographers will catch it, and then the 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 team, the players will see it at some point and say, He don't even know, he don't even believe. And that's gonna be a big thing. Wait until you even with your coaching staff, you better you you better remain calm. When you get home, you can go ahead and cry in the car. You can climb yeah. the card. You can do you that. But don't do it around him. nobody because you are the leader and you have to right now, that's what they're looking for, is for for that for that steadying force. Yeah. And I there was something that was just in my head too and just popped out as far as um golly, I can't remember if it pops back in, but it is it was along the same lines what you were just talking about. Just um, you mentioned how Cliff, you could look and just see how he's just, he was over on the sideline with the hands. And Brother Early used to talk, always talk about the papers were shaking. And you could just tell he just, yeah. he just it was just a little too much for him. And, uh, you know, I just, I hope they just, you know, come out and, because it is going to be bumpy, I think, right out the box. But hopefully they're, they're not overwhelmed. And hopefully it looks like they, are heading in the right direction, but you know, there could be some spots. There'll be some spots for sure. Couple quick hitters before I get your thoughts on where the uh, before you get out of here and get your thoughts on who you think is going to win this game. I think I don't think I'll be surprised by who I think you think is going to win this game. But um, new ownership for the Commanders, new pressure for the Commanders coaching staff and players. I heard they they said I think it was Magic said something about it. say, hey Magic because everybody thinks Magic is just really happy go luck. Magic is is a killer. Magic Magic is a hardcore businessman. Magic was a killer on the court. Magic would throw, uh, would throw a, a basketball at your face and hit you in the face just to make sure that you understand, keep your hands up when I am when I got the ball in my hands. So he's a killer. So you think he's happy-go-lucky just because he smiles all the time. He's smiling and cut your throat. But Magic said, well, no, nah, man, we got to see how this coaching staff performs. So there's pressure on this coaching staff and these players as well. How do you think that mixes with how the enemy might end up coming out with his, at his debut with a new team? So the the pressure from the new from the new ownership group, and what do you expect from uh, from the enemy? We haven't heard much about after that first initial, and I think what happened was Rivera he just let too much out of out of the room. Meaning, I think it was bigger; it was made to be more than it actually was. It's gotten pretty quiet over there after the initial 
you know, he's being too hard or something like that. Nah, that's that was just his style. But he's coming into a losing atmosphere trying to change, create change. So maybe yeah. he did come and kick in the door now and it's gotten pretty quiet over there. And and from what I've heard, and you know, we've talked to a I've talked to a couple of uh, different uh you know, spots from over there in Washington. They have some confidence in this Sam Howe mm-hmm. and what's being done. We'll see. You know, it looks like they have a plan. I think they got the perfect jump off, though, in terms of first opponent to, to get them some confidence over there. We might be, you know, I, I think they're throughout this season, they're going to be a whole lot of teams that are thinking, wow, we got a bye week coming up. And wait a minute, no, we play the Cardinals next week. Yeah, we got a bye week coming up. Man, now, then, then, the, be... then the pressure starts to mount. You don't be that. <laughs> don't be the team. You can't. Yeah, you can't be the team that loses too. And that yeah. you don't want to be that squad that you are defined as. As oh man, we we just didn't want to lose to y'all. Yeah. yeah. So all right, so so let's end it with this then. <laughs> How do you see this game playing out? Who do you how do you see this? Uh, who do you think? I assume that you think that the Commanders will win. I know I do. Who? How do you see this playing out? Uh, maybe a score if you want to. Yeah, I'm surprised that they actually have this. Uh, I think we're a seven point dog yep. in this one. Yep. I, you know, this is not going to be pretty. So the good thing is it's an early game. It's going to be mixed in to a bunch of the other stuff. So it's almost like cilantro, you know, sometimes overpowers a meal if you got too much in there. It's like just, you know, they just mix it up. Mix oh my it goodness. Up. So oh this one will get lost in the this one will get lost in the sauce right here. Yeah. You know, so but I don't expect this to be a competitive game in the second half with our quarterback situation, with our rookie head coach and staff and everything. And quite honestly, Washington, that this this is the perfect opponent in my opinion, for them to to come out, get some confidence. They'll probably look really good. You know, where's the pressure going to come from from our defensive front? Uh, where's our, you know, the lockdown corners you know, to, to stop them from throwing the ball over the place? Uh, you know, what pressure are we going to put on their front? Uh, it's, man, it's, it's, I'll give you, it's, this is, this is 24-9. I think we managed, I was thinking twenty four ten. I was thinking twenty four ten. Yeah, you got them scoring a touchdown. Yeah, okay. man. Yeah, I got man. three field goals. Or yeah, you maybe you got them with a field goal and a touchdown, but they missed the extra point. Okay, so they get nine, <laughs> something like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is twenty four nine to me, something like that. All right. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. So we will bring you the next episode on the, uh, on, uh, you'll get it on Monday. We'll record it right after the, uh, right after, we'll probably put it up right after as well, but record it in the uh, Sunday evening and get it out to you Monday. It'll be waiting for you in your inbox. So again, this is Believe in Cardinals or Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. Can we do this now moving forward twice a week on Mondays and on Thursdays? I'll be giving this to you late just because, you know, life happens sometimes. That's how we do it. But you, it's in your box now. So you now you energized and ready. And if you want, you can always check uh, Easy and I out on Saturdays from uh, 1 to 3 Eastern on SportsMapRadio.com. SportsMapRadio.com. We have our show as well. But uh, until next time, make sure you tell a friend what we got going on. And as we always like to say around this time, are you can. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.